It's the main satellite. The main satellite. You motherfuckers hear that? The main satellite. Welcome back to the main satellite. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in, old listeners and new listeners. We appreciate y'all giving us y'all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll let everybody introduce themselves. My name is Brody. I am from Goldsboro, North Carolina. I live in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and I'm happy to be a part of what we have going on here. Terrence, also known as the Alpha Executive, native of North Carolina, born and raised here. Um, fortunate to be amongst a group of intelligent brothers such as ourselves, then hopefully we can add some insight tonight on this topic. Hey, what's going on? Hey, my name is Jason. No friends, they call me Jay Groove. Hey, um, I'm out here in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Yeah, yeah, it's Wayne, Big Dove, you know. I'm Carolina bred, but I'm Atlanta fed, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you got me, Mark, to Marcus, as people know me from Goldsboro, North Carolina. Now I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Glad to be here with my brothers. Um, Before (laughs) we get started, um, just want to extend my gratitude to a couple of my panel mates here for being such great sports about that uh, Floyd Mayweather uh, podcast. (laughs) So got a couple Floyd Mayweather fans here, Um, but I just want to just thank y'all for being great sports. Um, taking it taking it on the chin and um if you if you want to have an opportunity to 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 debate us on on that you you can you can get it you can still get it if you hadn't heard the the podcast he's referring to please check that out because that one yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's got some definite some interesting uh points of view that bro, either you're gonna in, love man. it or hate it there's no hey, in between hey bro he went in it was a conversation that started off of the text message, you know, when we go on there, we joke around, we throw some memes around, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I felt like we kind of, <laughs> we got bamboos with Terrence. Yeah, we did. We did. I feel like, nah. I feel like we and had as, a chance. And as Marcus, as Marcus said, there's always room for rebuttal. Always room yeah. for rebuttal. Yeah. So yeah, we, absolutely. And, and, and that's what we love about it, man. These guys, man, um, we share a lot of the same sentiments, but sometimes we, we disagree. And so mm-hmm. I, I love hearing other people's perspective, and that's going to be fun uh, for me and Jay Groove to get our event. <laughs> hey, man, hey, man I, de- I definitely agree with you, T. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking agree. forward to that one. looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, man, everybody was a good sports about it, man. I, I heard some interesting things, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of things I agree with. Um, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he had made a point that, hey, you know, he's a gifted boxer. Mm-hmm. He said he's a gifted boxer. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a gifted boxer. He's a and he's he's good at marketing himself. He's good there at marketing go. himself, and he's a gifted boxer. He's he's very skilled and passionate about what he do, and he's good at making money. But that we could there agree on. We could agree <laughs> on that before long. Yeah, we can. Um, yeah. He was honest, man. At least he was honest. He yeah. was. He yeah. Was. So uh, brutally honest. Before <laughs> <laughs> like that. We'll, we'll get back to it. We'll get back to it. But tonight's okay, episode. What's tonight? What's tonight? Tonight's episode, we're going to talk about parenting. 
Yeah. So <clears throat> whether you have children or whether you don't, um, I think we all have our um, opinions about being a child and being parented. And there's different perspectives on how you do that. Right. Um, so our topic tonight is called parenting, spare the rod and spoil the generation. Um, a couple of things I want to talk about are how do you discipline your children? How do you get them to do what you want them to do um, the right way? Is there a right way? Um, and what are the consequences of your decision to not do that? Um, what happens to those children when they grow up and become spoiled adults because we raise spoiled children? Um, the other part is what is the, mm. the absence, the absence of the father in the household? Um, mm. That effect. Um, I think we've all heard and we've all seen on social media where people give credit to the mother and a lot of mothers say happy mother, happy Father's Day on, on Father's Day. And they take credit. Mm. Um, yeah. I want to. <laughs> I want to dig into that topic a little bit and uh, because I know, I know that's a bone of contention for us where we, you know, um, for whatever reasons we're absent or we're not present. And the ones that are present have to contend with those mothers who, who um, give themselves credit for that Father's Day. So and another one is gender roles. Let's talk about gender roles. Um, how does a male learn to ident identify as a male? Uh, and then also, what is his role in the household? What is a male's role? What does that look like in 2021? And bonus topic for the night. Let's talk about Dwayne Wade. That's going to be the topic. That's going to be the bonus topic. Uh, let's, uh -oh. talk about, let's, let's talk about D. Wade and let's talk about him as the individual and some things that we want to share on that topic as well. So we welcome you and uh, let's get to it. <laughs> <laughs> let's get to it. Hey, real quick, what'd you say to... Um... The overview of the name was again. You said spare the rod and what? Spare the rod and spoil the generation. Damn, mm. the generation. That's <laughs> deep. <laughs> Damn, that's a lot on my shoulders, man. What you think okay. about it? Talk to him. What you think about it? Yeah. Title. I mean, what's the influence of uh, what was the influence in your life on uh discipline? What did it, what did the impact did it make on your life? What was the impact on you? And how were you disciplined? I mean, I want no strangers to a belt, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um on no stranger to a belt. I ain't get the belt a lot because I learned quick how not to get the belt. You know what I'm saying? I think that was a big part of, it. you know, but the few times that it happened, I, I definitely dedicated that to memory to be like, okay, what did I do wrong? Because this ain't going to get it. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, are you willing to defend your words with your actions? Um, I say that because you can, you can throw out idle threats. Um, mm -hmm. I, I feel like I've, I, I didn't always agree with my parents' stance. I don't, I don't think any adolescent, teenager, you, you, right. you, your, your brain is developing, you know, you're testing your limits, but I feel like if you're, if you, if you come up in a structured environment where, um, it does, I mean, you, you mentioned, you know, a couple of weeks back, we were talking about, um, you know, women and, you know, children and what children need to, you know, in, in a parent. You know, you name mm -hmm. eight, eight different things that a child needs that I feel like are very vital. I feel like if you meet those things and you discipline your child with love, mm -hmm. then I feel like, you know, it, it's, it's for me, it worked. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? But I never felt like my parents was coming at me in anger. I never felt like, you know, they were under the influence. They weren't upset with me because of you know i felt like whenever they disciplined me it was with a clear conscience and they made sure they explained to me what it was that i did 
that was you know reciprocating the action in return. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, that makes sense. From, it wasn't like they just came home from a bad day and you know they that their boss you know been riding them hard and you know they're the type of parent that comes home they they go in the fridge they crack a brew you know they're mad at the world and in turn they're just turning on their kids they're just you know lashing out you understand what i'm saying like mm-hmm. I, I didn't i didn't i didn't grow up in that situation so i can see yeah. how if you were a child that grew up in that type of situation where you didn't feel the love from your parents maybe you didn't you know get those you didn't feel nurtured you didn't feel secure you you just lived in a, an environment that was just chaotic and then you have a parent that comes home that doesn't want to spend time with you they're just coming home they're beating on you you know it's almost like i feel like with that type of uh you know upbringing that could lead to problems when you come yeah. home and you're being aggressive with a child that can you think- turn, develop them in a way where you know they they're lashing out at others you understand what i'm saying right I was going to ask you that. What do you think ultimately that impact is to other people? You know, the world has to deal with me and me and Brody have talked about this many times. Mm-hmm. The world has to deal with your child that you turn loose into this world. And so whether that's good, bad, or indifferent, the world has to deal with that. And exactly like you mentioned, Jake Grew, you come home from a bad day, you've had a stressful job, you may not be able to make your ends meet, and your family feels that, your child feels that. And then mm-hmm. you take out your frustration on them. So then they end up taking that on somebody else is reciprocated to somebody else. So, you know, think about, I mean, what's your thoughts on that? How many times have we seen that? You know, these angry kids, they can't even explain why they're angry. I will say that I, as Wayne said, I was not a stranger to the belt. When I was younger, my brothers and sister and I, the switch, my mama uh, did a lot more yelling than she did, you know, taking a hickory stick to us or the switch or the belt or whatever. But mm-hmm. there were six of us. And uh, she married my dad when I was quite young, about five or six. So for a little while, she was a sole disciplinarian, you know, after my grandmother died, died when I was five, six years old. And my grandmother, my grandma uh, didn't believe in, she had moved past that point in her life. She did it with my mama, but she grew up in a, you know, she grown older and she figured that there were other ways to discipline. So she never got us. She would protect us, in fact, from mama when mama was, was coming after us. You hate these babies and all of that. I remember that very clip. But after she died, um, my mama uh, began to get my dad to get him comfortable with the notion of getting us physically when we needed to be gotten. You know, five boys and one girl particularly as the four youngest boys, we were the ones who were together for the longest. My older brother and sister went off to college and they're quite a few years older than we are. So um, she got my, uh, she was trying to get my dad uh, interested in taking us in hand when we needed to be taken in hand. You know, four boys, all different personalities, rambunctious, X, Y, and Z. And he didn't like to do it. He really, really didn't like to do it. I can remember he got us maybe twice and both times I ran and you, he won't go get me. He won't go get me. You know what I'm saying? Now later on, I'd hear about it from my, other brothers and they say it didn't hurt because he was a big man and he was afraid he might hurt us and all that. But the point of me saying all that is more screaming or yelling or raising the voice my mama did than anything else. So when she actually did get, get those hands on you, you had thoroughly earned it. You could mm-hmm. like you might get your ass to up then, you know. Mm-hmm. So um I'm not a stranger to uh having my ass whooped. And but the interesting thing I want to say about that is the older we got, as you were saying earlier, Wayne, we began to learn that there were certain tactics and, and methods we could use to avoid that. So mama mm-hmm. caught on to that. Mama caught on to it and she played along with it. She didn't enjoy doing it, you know. 
Um, there would be other tactics, like I can recall her saying things like, well, you hit, one of her favorite sayings was, you hit it for the bed. We were little kids. She would say, you hit it for the bed. We burst out crying. I know I would, because <laughs> I didn't I didn't want to go to bed early. I wanted to see the new Michael Jackson video. I wanted to see uh, whatever other movie was coming on. So she would use those tactics. Or if there was dessert, well, you weren't going to have dessert. Or you might have an extra, instead of dessert, you might have an extra helping of, of Brussels sprouts or something that none of us liked, you know, that kind of thing. So. The older we got, we began to understand that there were other ways to go about getting what we wanted. And mm. there were also other ways for her to go about uh, punishing us. So it ended fairly early on in life. But as you said, Wayne, I was never any stranger to it. Um, and ter- your question, Terrence, I'll say this very quickly. I have nephews and nieces. And so the way that it impacted me when their parents gave me leave to do what I felt was necessary, I found myself doing a lot of what mama did, which was raising my voice, uh, putting kids in corners, making them squat, giving them extra helpings of garbage instead of healthy garbage, instead of what it is that they might have wanted instead. Um, but there were a couple of times I had to, I had to kind of get after them, and it made me feel horrible. And the thing that I can remember is what it was like to have my mama towering over me. This is the way it felt. You know, I'm looking back at this little boy, this adult who is angry at me or who is enraged and now who's going to lay hands on me. I remember how terrifying that was. So to answer your question, Terrence, the way that it impacted me was I learned how to speak in a certain way and illustrate my displeasure or disappointment in a certain way. But it also made me a lot less likely to punish my kids if I'd ever had any or nephews and nieces in that way. You know, you learn, you figure out different methods. It works. I know it worked for me. It worked for my siblings as well. It did. But it didn't happen a whole lot. It happened enough. I'll put it that way. So it can impact you. And um, some kids need it more than others. Uh, as you were saying earlier, there are a lot of people in the world who, a lot of parents who don't believe that it's necessary to punish their kids in any way. So the rest of the world, society has to deal with them. Some of those kids should have had the hell knocked out of them. That's the way that I feel. But a lot of that mm-hmm. comes down to how the parents, the parents or the guardians or whoever the primary caregivers were, how they raised them. So I am not, uh, I don't have an aversion to it. Um, I think it is necessary sometimes, but it's not always necessary. There are other ways to go about disciplining your kid and setting them on the right track. So I got a question for you, gentlemen. I'm going to throw a little trivia out for each one of you. You mentioned timeout, putting your kids in timeout. What do you think the CDC says, the Center for Disease Disease Control says, the correct amount of time in timeout should be for a child? Quick, Quick question. What do you think? Five minutes. All right, good guess. Give me one more. 15 minutes. How long? 15 minutes. 15 minutes. All right, what we got? Who else? I'll take another one. What else we got? I like 15 minutes. 15? Yeah. I mean, I was gonna say I don't care. <laughs> right. oh. I don't care what the government tell me about time. I don't care. <laughs> All right, so check this. What out. they say though? What they say? So the CDC says that toddlers between the age of let's see, for toddlers and preschoolers, they should be in timeout between two to five minutes, and then the rule is one minute of timeout for every year of the child's age. Oh wow. And then it says, this means that a two-year-old sit, of course, in time out for two minutes, three years, three years, three minutes, of course. So the point I'm making is there's so many variations. on, And you know, in a black household, when we grew up, there was no such thing as time out. Mm-hmm. So it was either go to bed, take a nap, or, or get a spanking, or, or beaten with a belt, or a switch. Mm-hmm. I feel, though, like, I'll be honest with you, when I think about spanking, I think about other, other cultures, other races, and how they do it, and how they discipline their kids. I'm gonna throw a monkey wrench in and I'm gonna throw a little kink in the, in, the, in the story here. I feel like spanking and that type of punishment, that physical punishment stems from slavery. I feel like uh, 
you know, that type of abuse in some people's minds stems from slavery. Being able to, you, you, you try to exert the maximum amount of force you possibly can on a person to instill one or two things, fear or respect. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly tell you, I never respected my parents because of a spanking. I respected them because I did, I did something they did not want me to do. So it was more so about, it's more about me disappointing them. And it, fortunately it's worked in my household with my son. My son doesn't want to disappoint me. Doesn't want to disappoint his mom. Disappointment from us has so much more gravity than a belt or spanking. I'll probably spank my son three, four, he's 13 years old, probably spanked him three or four times in his whole life. When he was smaller, you know, a toddler, you pop his hand, that type of thing. But when they get older, it's really hard to look at somebody in your face that you love about, you love and care, and you have so much compassion for that person and cause them physical harm. You know what I mean? Like, if you ever think about it from that perspective, like, I'm, I'm, I love this child. Like, I love this kid. Like, he is a small mini version of me and my wife all wrapped in one. I don't want to cause him pain. And, and, and I know Wayne has a, you know, I know Big Dub's got a daughter. Like, the fact that when it comes to our girls, you don't want to spank your girls. Be honest. You don't want to punish your girls that, that way. Mm-hmm. So how do you, so, so how do we figure out a new way in 2021? Do we talk to them? Do we have a long, lengthy lecture, a conversation, explaining them how we, they let us down? Or do we go yep. back to all ways that we've been taught and, and, and spank them and punish them that way? I remember, um, it's funny that you mentioned it, man. I remember when I was first given leave to discipline my brother um uh jamie had the first nephew in in, in the house uh, and uh, i'm within his siblings and uh he'll be uh 22 years old come november and so i remember him him trusting me telling me okay if you want to babysit or if you want to you know look after him or because i was i've always been a very involved uncle my nephews and subsequent nephews and nieces um or nephew and subsequent nephews and nieces and i remember uh, never hitting them never um when they got a little older i might tell them i was gonna pop them or i was gonna take a favorite toy or video game away from them i can tell you uh i have nieces now and the number of times i think i may have uh popped them once or twice i remember feeling and just with my nephews and nieces i remember feeling horrified that I made them feel the way that I made them feel because it would it was a right. flashback situation and I would remember how I was made to feel or how I felt, even though my mama and my dad later on, my grandma were doing the right things, what they felt like was right, what felt right to them, which worked for me. But we are allowed to evolve as people. So uh, what worked for them, what worked on me may not necessarily need to be applied to the next generation, whether they're my kids, nephews, nieces. But what you were saying a moment, uh, moment ago, Chance, really uh, resonated with me. I would, There were times when I would, like I have an older, my oldest niece. The first time I popped her, she might've been eight years old. My eldest mm-hmm. brother, uh, Bromley, I told him about it when he came back around. I was very close to crying when I told him about it because I remember what it made me feel like. That was horrifying. Again, it was a flashback <laughs> to how I felt. And I love my niece very much. I love all my nephews and nieces very much. And he's right. a lot tougher than I am. He's a lot less um, emotionally uh, uh, uh I would say uh, presentative than I am, but he was like, Brody was just a spanking. Don't worry about it. X, Y, and Z. But that, that haunted me. That bothered the hell out of me with her, not just her though, because she was the only girl at the time, but with my nephews, my other nephews and, and, and nieces later on. So um, for me, I, it's, 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 to me, there's an, there's an irony in it because 
my mama was there for so much of my life. My dad, biological dad, was never there. And my, you know, my stepfather was there and he became my father. I don't call him stepfather, I'm calling my dad. But, you know, uh, the emotional gravity that was gifted to me by my mama doing so much of the discipline, the emotional discipline, disciplining, I would say, you know, um, makes it made me more sensitive to what I would later on go on to do as an uncle. So, but the thing is, it's the opposite. I am less likely to hit them. I don't even like talking to them any kind of way. Now, I will be honest and open with them, and I'll tell them the truth. But in terms of putting my hands on them, that is an absolutely uh, uh, terrifying thought. I feel horrible about it when I've had to do it, and I haven't done it in years, years and years and years. But the time or two I had to do it, that was that was some horrifying shit. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm looking at this kid's face and they're wondering, Uncle Bro, Uncle Bro, or Uncle Bro B, or, you know, why did you hit me? Or why did you, you do this? And I can't explain it to them. I see, as Mark was saying earlier, the value in it, but I don't want to carry that on if I can help it. Um, so that's how I feel. And I can only imagine if I had kids, I would feel the same way. I would try to figure out another way to do it. Not the people who spank their kids or beat their kids' ass from time to time, because some kids, let's face it, need it. Um, maybe that's a result of how the parents are raising them and what sort of parents there are. You know, there are many different ways to look at it. Let's kind of tie this into the effect and the role of the male figure in the household. How important is that, though? Like, when we think about it, I know I grew up with my mom and dad both in the household. I know my father was a military person. Um, he was in the military. He was stationed over in Germany. Um, thank you for his service. But a lot of that impacted me. The way I make my bed to this day, you could bounce a quarter off my bed to this day. My bed is tight. Um, the way I walk, the way I walk straight with my shoulders, you know, my head up, chin up, um, the way I tie my tie, the way I shine my shoes, all of the things that he's, the way I press my clothes with the iron. Um, how do you think that impacts you when you don't have that male figure? specifically, specifically as a black male, like, tell me what your thoughts are. I'm just curious to know that, you know, just read the room a little bit. What do you think about that? Males may feel like they have to maybe overcompensate um, if they don't have that male figure that kind of teaches them how to, you know, interact with confrontation. Um, a lot of times, you know, we get this, this stigma about black males and, um, you know, how we're, we're quick to, you know, escalate things or, you know, just how we're depicted. Um, I feel like a lot of that is just based on just how we're as a society, like how a lot of our communities are looking, you know, a lot of communities are, are, are lacking male figures, you mm -hmm. know, they, they, whether they're, they're locked up, you know, in the penitentiary system, whether they're, you know, you know, single family homes, you know, a lot of these families are, you know, without this, this figure. And I know that's going to segue into another copy later on, <laughs> I know it's gonna kind of swing into another individual that I'm hoping we reach in the bonus question because I'm just bearing the go on that one. Um, but definitely, it's, it's it's very important. Um, you know, like you were saying, you know, hey, my father, you know, he was he was a military uh, uh, man, and a lot of times he he wasn't around. But when he was, you know, I, I felt it. You know, it was like I I respected my father, uh, and he instilled a lot of you know respect within myself. Did I did I get the uh, did I get the belt? Yeah, I got the belt. You know, did I did I did I get uh, did I get spanked? You know, what I mean, did I have to go to the tree and pick out a switch? I mean, all of that. You know, I mean, <laughs> but when I but when I when I messed up, I knew I did. You know, I knew I messed up. Um, when, when you're speaking about timeout, you know that 
a lot of times, like when I think of time out, it automatically in my mind, it, it shoots to, you know, like a, a younger person, but you know, what is time out? Like, what is the CDC and how do they, how do they characterize time out? You know, to me, time out for me was, you know, being, you know, 13, 14, you know, running wild and having dad home and him telling me that you're not going to that, you're not going out with those people or you're not going out to that right. place. Or before you go anywhere, you're gonna go out there and cut that grass. <laughs> you know, you're gonna go out right. there. So you're gonna you're gonna clean your room. You're gonna do these chores. You're gonna help me do this and do that. You know, so he had ways of keeping me occupied to where you know I didn't have idle time. There was no idle time in my house. You know, there wasn't no laying around in the bed all day. You know, watching cartoons and no, there was always something that needed to be done. You know, even to this day, you know, I see my father like even when he's when it's his day off. You know, it's not really a day off. It's like he's outside doing. Something. He's always moving. He's constantly moving. So that's something that, you know, I've picked up, you know, when I was earlier, I didn't really appreciate it. But now that I'm a man, you know, I, I look back at that, you know, those are characteristics and things that, you know, I'd like to instill, you know, in younger people, you know, the yeah. fact that, you know, the importance of hard work, you know, and, and being focused. So I think it's very important to have those types of individuals that are in your life that you can respect. I agree with that. Um, and in terms of uh, the absence of the male, figure in the home, the father figure, or in some cases, the un uncle or perhaps brother who's much older or grandparent, grandfather. I think it, um, it can impact you negatively, um, you know, in life, further later on in life, it can impact you negatively. Um, it can also, uh, you know, being a woman, you can't, you know how to raise a kid, but once your sons begin to come of age, you don't exactly, you've never been a boy or never been a male. So you don't exactly know how to raise them. So you kind of, it's trial and error. You figure it out, you know, when there's in, and then when there's the absence of a man of the father, uh, any male figure in the household, it's going to be a sticky situation for you, you know, and you do the best you can. Um, the impact of that may well be having kids uh, boys who become men who are what some might call overly emotional, you know, being as how the only perspective you have in terms of what you've been taught came from your mother, came from your mom. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being emotional. I'm a quite emotional person myself, but I think there, def there definitely needs to be a balance. And when there's the absence of the father, there may not be much of a, of a balance with specific sorts of parents or mothers within specific sort of households. So I think it could be a, um, a, a sticky situation, depending on what sort of individual the mother is, uh, depending on what her, like as uh, Terrence was saying earlier, the stress situation may be, as you were just saying a moment ago, Jay, you know, uh, uh, the work situation, professional situation and how that, you know, boils over onto kids and so on and so forth. If it's with the mother, for instance, and there's no father in the household. So I think it can impact you in a very negative manner. But then again, there's some fathers who are assholes and they don't need to be in the household. They choose not to be there. They are in prison or, you know, various other, re various other reasons they're not around. So I think it can have both positive and negative uh, consequences, depending on who the adults are who decided to come together and create who you are for you another human being into the world whether they decided or it kind of happened. Um, but I think it depends on the individual household. That's what I believe, you know. And it can be positive or negative, depending on the sort of person that the father was or could have been. That's my perspective on it. It also forces women, mothers to be uh, men because they have to look at their boys from the perspective of uh, a father if the father's not there. And that can be, I'm pretty sure, an uncomfortable situation too. So, you know, that's how I feel about it. You know, I don't tend to think much about it, but it is worth thinking about for sure. 
I was just going to say real quickly, the issue I have is we force, and I say we as in some African-American men, some black men, we're not present. We force some of these women in positions where they have to take on responsibility to be the man and the woman. They have to try to teach these kids what it's like to be a young man. And it's not possible. They can try, they can surround them with other men, but you can't teach me or another man how to be a man. It's not something you can possibly time on the main satellite yeah all right fellas all right good night bro. all right take it easy bro all right all right